What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 23 of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I am here with my co-host. What it do, what it do, this is Jalen Prince. We're coming to you uh, as of recording this right after the end of Monday Night Football. So we're going to kind of do a blend of football, pro, college. We're going to handle some baseball, too, because it's almost playoff time, man. Playoffs start tomorrow. Yes, sir. Tuesday, Tuesday to be exact on, like, for the people that watch this on a later date. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get into this a little bit. But before we do that, um, one thing we're going to start doing is anybody who gives us a five-star review, uh, whether it be a name or another podcast show, uh, at the top of the show is going to get a shout-out. So this week I want to give a shout-out to the Thing About Us podcast, the Wealth and Freedom Nexus podcast, the MTMO Sports podcast, Your Highness podcast, uh, Chime In podcast, Wrestling World podcast, and the Geeky Dad podcast. Thank you all for the reviews. We really do appreciate it. Um, and uh, let's get right into it, man. Raiders blew it. I'm going to say it. Raiders blew it. I mean, simple as that. First of all, that was one of the best – Monday Night Football games that we had this year. Oh, I agree. Uh, you could say that the Broncos and Seahawks were close, and it was. It went down right, right down to the wire, but then uh, there was a lot of questionable decisions. This game in particular, one, it scored more points. Two, you could – two, as much as, as egregious as the – not even much of egregious. I don't blame Josh McDaniel for going for it. It was only for the play. But as much as people want to question that – the bigger story has to be the whole roughing the passer thing with uh with the referees in the NFL, but we get on we'll get onto that later on. We get on that. But overall, Patrick Mahomes performs. Derek Derek Carr he performed. Josh Jacobs roll tide, former Alabama running back he performed. He had a career night, man. That he had a career awesome. night. Devonte Adams did what he uh, did what you know what Adams did. Uh, Adams did. Uh, he caught the pass. It's just like he didn't get the feet in bounds. So a lot yeah, of he got like, one down. He he get paid a lot of money to make catches but didn't he just like get like a 50 yard touchdown that helped that helped get the cut the game to one which could have been tied so take that to an account he did make the catches that like needed to be made and, that, and like he was hot in the first half yeah in the second half like i i gotta give credit to steve spagnoia and the chiefs defense for neutralizing him for a bit so i take that to an account but um Overall, Chiefs did what they were supposed to do. Patrick Mahomes did what he was supposed to do, and that was just feed the best tight end in football, Travis Kelsey. Man, Hale Southern, too. Jed had a good game this week. So what I will say, too. Um, yeah, Jer- Jared McKinnon did have a – he had a good game. He, he had a good game. I'll take it. And I'm glad he's doing good. Keeps him in there. Also, shout out to um, the Chicago Bears cornerback, Kendall Vildor, former Georgia Southern. Yes, sir. Cornerback. He got his first career interception. Against there we Kirk. go. Kirk Cousins, so like very, very happy with and shout out to my dog on that one. I'm happy for Kendall, man. I love Kendall. Overall, um, the Chiefs are still tops in their division. This makes the Raiders uh journey to the playoffs much, much more, much more harder. You're one and four now. Do you go for it or do you not? Um as bad as well, the the Raiders defense is playing no. good in the first half. You still got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, but it's Patrick Mahomes that you're going against. Um, off the rip, because it's four minutes in the game, I'd say no. Yeah, I would agree. But if you were to go for it, which I'm not going to knock, I'd say take the points. But I just didn't like the play calling. The fact that they went for it, I didn't have no problem because I understand. 
But at the same time, it's early in the fourth quarter. Like four minutes is a long time in a game of that magnitude. So I would have just taken the points tied up. And if Patrick Mahomes goes down and scores, all right, worst case scenario, he gets another touchdown. And actually, that was the best case scenario. Game was tied. If Pat and Patrick Mahomes goes down to score, all right, then um you get the ball back, do it again. You, you still mean, get time, you get still, yeah, because they didn't have the Chiefs did not have a great night of running the ball. So that means they were going to throw it more times than not. And there would have been a good possibility for, you know, a catch being incomplete. Time, uh, like time will stop there. Or a receiver will catch the ball, go out of bounds. Time will stop there. And I think they still have around like maybe uh, two timeouts left during that four-minute span, possibly one. Yeah, I think they had one. So – and even even when they didn't get a two point conversion, the um, you still the game's still tied. I mean, game, it, it, if not even that, the, not even that, they was like they didn't get a two point conversion, but the defense got to stop where they had to get a point so it gave their car a chance. So yeah. imagine if you would have been tied. If you even if you didn't get that fourth down, like you, like you you most likely were going into overtime. Yeah, the game's different at this point. I mean, it's. I appreciate the gutsy call. I do, but it just wasn't the time, man. I mean, it, if you've got like, oh, this is the last play of the game. Like, do we want to win it or do we, you know, we want to go into overtime? I get it. But like, you've got four minutes left, man. That's so much time. That is so much time. Now, I know there was some. I, let's let's talk on this briefly. Now, it, uh, it's been very, very nice to see um, after the last after last thursday with the the kicking contest that was last thursday right the kicking contest between indy and denver yeah where it's nice to have a full 180 because that was and don't get me wrong I, I love my kickers i got nothing against my kickers here's the thing though what i've been seeing and apparently russ is injured and he played hurt and i mean again, i don't want to hear that again oh you yeah, know I'm, I'm with you I'm, I, hey hang on hang on don't get ahead of me now <laughs> I, I i don't want to hear that it's the same thing with baker mayfield Here, here's my thing i'm 100 no, with you on this 100 with you on this a hurt shoulder does not affect your vision you missed kj hamler wide open in the end zone yep twice it's deeper than that it's not twice. that easy. it's he doesn't want to get hit no more no, but like, like we're not gonna, we're get not. Hit, but you're playing a game where you're getting hit. He he want like he's so fixated on trying to play play football for a long time. But if you're not winning, then your whole corny antics is not is, is not is not it. So now <laughs> Who said it. it? A Who lot said of people, it. It I was um, what was it? Kyle? Is it Brant? Who's on that NFL Good Morning thing? I don't know. Somebody made a good point. Like it, you can't you can't be you know, you that guy. You can't be super corny if you're not winning games. That is you true. You can't be a jerk if you're not winning games. That is true. So if you're both Looking of Antonio those Brown. things, yeah, if you're both of those things and you're losing, people are going to look at you like Melvin Gordon looked at you. Yeah. I'll quote Richard Sermon, throw the ball. Run the ball. <laughs> yeah, sorry, run the – oh, my God. It's midnight where I'm recording this, uh, so I'm tired. I agree. Richard Sermon, I agree with you 100%. Run the ball, man. Melvin yeah. Gordon's a big – he just got to fall over. All he has to do is just get the ball and just lean forward. 
Like, wait, no. Well, remember, Melvin Gordon is a running back that's been having a lot of fumble issues. But like, I digress. That's that, that's any, anyway. QB that's sneak up the middle, but we'll but, be here um, all day ripping Russ for we, that. Like, not gonna get into it because like we'll, we'll do that in no time. No, let's get let's get to a bigger issue. Here's what I yeah exactly. Roughing the pass or speaking of ripping somebody. Yeah. What in the world, man? That Brady one was a joke, and the one tonight was even worse. For those who don't know, uh, I don't want basically. It, I'll explain roughing the passer just on the off chance we have any listeners that don't. You got the rule. The, you got the rule book. I'll explain what it's supposed to be. <laughs> Basically, you can't hit the quarterback after they've thrown the ball. Um, if it's a bang bang play, then usually people let it go. If you do hit the quarterback, you cannot drive them into the ground. And to my understanding, that's it. So, but there's a diff. It, here's where it gets iffy. What is driving into the ground? Because tonight wasn't driving into the ground. He just happened to fall on top of him. That was the most gentle sack I've ever seen. Like, it reminds me of that, uh, oh, what was it? There was a mic'd up moment years ago where the guy went to hit Ben Roethlisberger after he threw it. He immediately, like, he said after he was like, oh, my fault, Ben, my fault, Ben. Like, that's how I felt Derek Carr got sacked by that, or by Chandler Jones. Not Chandler Jones, Chris Jones. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Some of these refs are making some of the worst, this is some of the worst officiating I've seen all week. Or all season, it's terrible. It's been terrible right now. I'm just reading through the rule book, trying to figure out the whole like the part where you know a defender like falls on falls on another person. It's you can fall on them as long as you're not driving them into the ground. But the problem is at that point, it's up to the ref's discretion, which you obviously you have to try not to fall on top of them. But like sometimes there's nothing you can do. You're playing a game, and I look. I'm all for player safety, but this is dumb. This is really dumb. Good news is, speaking of player safety, we read through that rule book. Uh, the NFL is definitely going to reevaluate the concussion protocol, which is good and very, very necessary after what happened to Tua. So that's nice to see. But yeah, I mean, it, unless unless you find something different, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with this thing. I all mean, right. It, so in in the NFL rule book on the uh, NFL's football operations. Section B, uh, uh, sentence Subsection C, paragraph 32, what? Something like that. But like the second (laughs) sentence of section B. Yeah. When tackling a passer who is in a defenseless position, e.g. during or just after throwing a pass, a defensive player must not unnecessarily or violently throw him down or land on top of him with all or most of the defender's weight. Instead, the defensive player must strive to wrap up the passer with the defensive player's arm and not on the passer with all or most of his body. Wrap him up in bubble wrap, lay him on the ground very, very gently, swallow him before you put him down. Pause. (laughs) Pause. What? Nothing. Uh, read him a bedtime story. Give him a pillow and a blanket. <laughs> look. Make sure the bottle's look, warm. Look, the NFL's already. I always thought the NFL could change their rules midseason. Turns out we was wrong. They could literally do anything they want because they just changed the concussion protocol midseason. Yeah. So right now there's got to be a discussion because it's going to come to the point where defensive players are going to go on strike. You can make a case right now if defense, unlike defensive players, could go on strike right now to try to figure out 
what the heck they're going to do. Because yeah. right now, the NFL's on a verge of opening up a can of worms. Think about this. You don't you don't only have defenders in pro football. You got college football. You got yep. high school football. You got peewee football. How are coaches going to teach the up-and-coming uh, defenders how to be able to tackle? Right now, tackling's already been changed as is. You, there's only so much you could do right now. We understand that this is a violent sport. And with, with but at the same of, time. But at some the same of the tackling time, I like, agree with. There's a lot of, look. But the all but the thing that most people that be making these rules they don't take account physics. No, and Shannon it's not was possible. talking about this earlier today on Undisputed that look, if a dude that's running around two uh, like 250, 350, 450 is coming at them at full speed as fast as they can, you want them to be able to fly and levitate and try their hardest not to bring their weight with them. I love Shannon, man. I hate Skip Bayless, but I love Shannon Sharp. I feel the same way Look, about Stephen A. It's not possible. No, it's not. Because, like, you're talking about the speed of the game. And not to mention, you already – look, the head – look, not touching the head, not uh, like not touching the head, the knees, the legs, the ankles. Completely understand. I agree with that. Yep, that's fair. Don't hit them low. But when you actually wrap them up and sling them down, and that's a penalty, that's a problem. Because now yeah. you're about to open up a can of worms. Exactly. It's and it's a lot wild, of people man. said they want to go back to the whole tour incident against the Cincinnati Bengals on that Thursday night game. If you look at if you look at the two plays between Tua and Tom Brady's, when Tom There's Brady no gets there is no difference. Here's the reason why. Grady Jarrett, when he wrapped him up, he slung him sideways. It's like a baseball swing. Mm-hmm. He slung him like that. Brady's head did not hit the ground. If it did, then you got another issue, but it didn't. You can't think about uh, uh, think about what ifs. We care about what ifs and hows way too much. Yep. Did it happen? With Tua, he got suplexed. Yeah. That's a German suplex for my WWE people. Yes, sir. Brock Lesnar suplex city. He got suplexed because it was went from the back. Grady slung on Grady Jarrett slung him sideways, and it was on his side. He landed on his side. And tonight with Chris Jones, look. Chris Jones forced a fumble. He got the ball back. But by the rule that was given, the refs actually got it right at that moment. His mm-hmm. body landed on top of Derek Carr. But it wasn't People driving into the ground. That's the he thing. Did, he didn't drive it to the ground. But, the, like, again, we go back to the rules. Go back to the rules. He fell on top. But, I mean, yep. to, to Shannon's point, I mean. No, 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 no. You talk about drive to the ground. Again, go back to the rules that they already stated. A defensive player must not unnecessarily or violently throw him down or – Land on top of him with all or most of his other defenders' weight. See, by Chris, rule, Chris Jones did that. That's why didn't. the flag. Well, that's why the flag was coming. Once he landed on top of him, I said, "Like the flag's coming." I immediately knew it. Now, let's go. Let's go fast forward to the other game about the other sacks that's happened. Max Crosby, he sacked him right. He mm-hmm. wrapped him up and he threw him down and looked at him. Aaron Donald has not had a rough in the pass on um, pass penalty. Now again, you said as like um the guy Chandler who chokes Jones. people oh, hasn't also, had a rough in the passer penalty. Also, wild. also you can't hit them directly in the legs, but you can trip them up, especially when they're running. Yep, we we seen that instantly. So there's that. There are solutions to this, but when it comes to flagging that, you're about to open up a can of worms, and you're going. And if you're a referee, you're going to need extra security, and you're going to need life support. 
Yep. I mean, it's see, here's the issue. Chris Jones didn't do a front flip after he sacked him, so he avoided nope. him. I mean, that, that's got to be it. Nope. I mean, that, that's on Chris at that point, man. For those who don't know, I'm being sarcastic. This is stupid. Um, but I do want to say one thing. Speaking of quarterbacks taking hits, Kenny Pickett, man. Do you see that Bill Steelers game? It was valid. I mean, we I like it. That I, rule. When I, a quarterback slides, you do not hit you him. You can't hit him. If you hit him, so it will those, be a flag. For those who don't know, there were two fights during the Bills Steelers game. But don't, the Bills blew out the Steelers. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, but I liked Kenny Pickett kind of a the team rallying around him when he so he slid. You can't hit the quarterback when they're sliding. That I completely agree with. If you are giving your body up to go down, like, hey, where I stop, like where my knee hits is where I'm down, and then you lower the shoulder into me, like that's a problem. Like hey, I remember one thing. I, <clears throat> one thing I did. One thing I did think about hmm. is when he slide and the defender hit him. You don't think he watched film on what Kenny Pickett did when he was at Pitt when he did the whole fake slide and run? No, I get it, but it's it's the fact that he didn't even try to pull up. Now they didn't make a rule on that where you can't do that no more. So yeah, yeah, exactly. There is that. Now, as far as the offensive lineman for the Steelers coming to the defense of him, that's valid. You have that's to what you got to do. You have to do that. That 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 like that's that's an unwritten rule. That's but Kenny like, Pickett picking a fight with Shaq Lawson was fun. Yeah, that like these quarterbacks like dog. Here's here's how it is. a quarterback in the NFL about to fight another a non quarterback player or getting in the face of is like in America in our society a baby mama trying to tick off the baby on uh, the baby daddy in any time any in any which way just hoping that the baby mom and just hoping that the baby daddy would even think about hitting the baby mama. Just so they could get more money, just so they could see them suffer. It's literally like that. They it not is. gonna do nothing. The quarterback ain't gonna do nothing. The baby mama ain't gonna do nothing but talk, 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 talk. It is. They it doing isn't. everything they can to make sure that the defender, the baby daddy, is gonna antagonize, is gonna act on the action, just it so is. that the baby mama get the money and so that the quarterback get the penalty. It is and it isn't. I mean, that this was a little different. This wasn't, you know, Mason Rudolph coming from Miles Garrett. First of all, I mean, you get what you get at that point. I mean, that's if you're on picking Mason, on a that's guy, that's on Mason Whackamole. Yeah, if you, if, that's, that's what, on Whackamole Rudolph. With, don't don't ever swing your helmet to somebody. But still, like you pick a fight with a man who could literally break you in half. That's on Lit, you, literally. With on, but on, what like, happened with literally Kenny with the literally with on a man that's like con, that constantly and weekly gets like drug tested. Yeah. He's a freak, and I mean that in the best way possible. I I, I love Miles Garrett. Now, what I will yep. say is uh, this was a little different. Shaq Lawson did hit Kenny Pickett late, yep. so Kenny Pickett, which I mean, that yeah, it shove him back, stick or stand up for yourself. It's fine. I get it. I'm, yep, I'm with you. I on get this. that. Show, I'm like, with show you. On yourself this. this. Try to set yourself in this show like everybody. Yo, I'm, get the I'm team not, behind I'm you. I'm not gonna be a. Punk. You're not a punk. Like, yeah, you're not I'm, a punk. I'm not a punk. You're not the doing team this behind team. you. You're in the league, grown man. So you gotta assert you gotta assert that. Yes, yeah, I get it. That's understandable. So like there's that look, a lot of learn from a lot of mistakes be, a lot of mistakes occur. Now as far as the game goes, that was all bills. That was mm -hmm. all bills all day long. Josh Allen, he got his rhythm back. Gabe da yep. Gabe Davis got his rhythm back. That was that. With the Steelers, they're just not a good team. And this is gonna be the first losing season that Mike Tomlin's gonna have. I can't, I can't do it yet. I can't and, do it yet. What I will say though, I, I do want to get dog, on this. But here's the thing: their play call, their play calling offensively is bad. Kenny Pickett shows that like it can move, even though they didn't score a touchdown. 
the offense has some potential with Kenny Pickett because here's the difference between him and Mr. Tr- Trubisky. Kenny He's Pickett will take the, he will take that chance on throwing that ball. If, if that's press coverage on George Pickens, Kenny Pickett's like, uh, he's bigger than you. I'm going to go test it. And George Pickett made some nice plays in that game as well. Yep. Now, the, and Deontay Johnson, he ain't no scrub. He's a really good receiver. Same thing with on Chase Claypool. So they got weapons on there. Uh, they got weapons on there. The offensive line is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. I, I but want nothing but Oklahoma already, but, we, but we already know. Like, dude, you a Jax fan. Oh, no. Then what you the, talking about? Like, you don't want nothing, like, nothing but offensive line drafting. Our O line. Did, okay, well, well, Jags are jagging. Uh, we couldn't do. Because you keep saying R. Are you talking on like, are you a Steelers fan now? You still no, 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 I'm saying like, I don't want to see any. What I said is, I don't want to see anybody take. I, I want to see the Steelers take offensive line like four picks in a row this upcoming draft. I don't care what they take. I just think they, they should do offensive line. Oh, they need to. No, they need the help. But here's what I will say uh, before we get too far away down uh, into away from the NFL, uh, Matt Rule's been fired. And I, we, we called we this. We called this. We knew that was going to go back and listen. Months ago, we said Matt Rule was on the hot we knew that seat, was coming. and if he didn't win this year, he was gone. He was yeah, we knew that was four, And he's gone. We knew that was coming. Oh, for sure. We all knew that was coming. He's a bomb. On to the next. Yep. On to the next one. The next uh, horrible coach in the line of Carolina Panthers. Oh no, that next subject because, like, again, <laughs> the Panthers are a waste of time. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> My Jaguars doing Jaguars things. I don't want to get into it beyond that. We'll Wait, y'all lost okay. to Houston? I didn't even watch that game. We lost to Houston, 13-6. We do it every year. We always split with Houston. We always split it, with it, any- it, it, It's a division game. Look, you can't – like, there's some division games you can't predict unless it's the yeah. Falcons. Well, here's, the, the AFC South is like the NFC East, except we're talented. Um, the, I don't know, man. <laughs> NFC East, I give them credit. And I hate the Cowboys with a passion. They've been doing their thing. Um, no, I, I can't talk. Philly, yeah. Philly's legit. Yeah, uh, speak, and speaking of which, since we're talking about NFC, look – Philly survived against the Cardinals. Look, credit Kyler Murray. He fought. He finally like they they fought their way back in that but game. But he slid too uh, short. A- a- Arizona, like we know, like but <laughs> Arizona, uh, like uh, Arizona's defense. JJ Watt looks like he still got a lot left in the tank, along with Paul, along with uh, along with Allen and the, uh, and the crew. Byron Murphy, mm-hmm. uh, he he showed up. Buda Buda Baker's Buda um, Buda Baker, um, that's a no brainer. So Arizona's tough, like mm-hmm. real tough. Um. But they blew the game. Eagles survive. Now that's gonna set up a primetime matchup against the Dallas Cowboys on a Sunday night, on a Sunday night on NBC. Uh, especially the fact that Dallas came off of uh, their win over the the reigning Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. Let me get to the Cowboys first. Um, offensively, they're not that good. No. Uh, Tony Pollard should be the starting running back. I wish somebody would trade Zeke for me. Well, from me. On fantasy, that's one. C.D. Lamb, he's the only big-time weapon that they got. Michael Gallup is just getting back. Noah Brown, I. Dalton Schultz, he's banged up, so there's that. Outside of C.D. Lamb, you ain't really got much. You just, you just got to hope that you can be able to run the ball with Tony Pollard. And yeah. That's it. Offensively, they're not doing much. Defensively, they're, they're one of the tops in the league. Uh, Michael, Michael Parsons, Parsons is Michael Parsons is that dude. Demarcus Lawrence, he's starting to have a resurgence. Thanks to, my, um, thanks to all the attention from Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence is holding his own. Um, Trayvon Diggs is emerging as a top five corner. Here's the reason why he's not giving up a total yards, even though Cooper Cup had that one touchdown. Outside of that, he's dude was uh, very much like shutting things down. He's cut co- his coverage got better, his instincts has got better, his technique has got better, and we already know how much like how much of a ball hawk he is. That's a no brainer. 
The thing with him is like just how much he's making better decisions as a cornerback position and also everything on that secondary. So I give the Cowboys and Dan Quinn a ton of credit, even though I hate the Cowboys with the Bernie Patrick. Now let's go ahead and paint the picture for the prime uh, for the, uh, like possibly the best game of week six. You got the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is having an MVP year. Now, a lot will say Lamar Jackson is the current MVP right now. And it showed against that Sunday night matchup against Cincinnati, which in which they won. Justin Tucker might be the greatest kick of all time. We'll get into like that's but that's the story for another day. Jalen Hurts, he's in the MVP conversation. Dude's been balling out with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. There's more weapons, and his offensive line is a top five offensive line in the league. They can run the ball, they can they can throw. They're top offense, they're a top offensive team. Going against no going against a top ranked defensive team that can rush the pass and stop the run. So it's a it is the unstoppable force versus the unmovable object. Something's got to give. Right. On Sunday. And that's that's going to be the main matchup because Philly's defense is elite. Darius Slate and CD Lamb, that's going to be the primetime matchup. Uh, I want to see Dallas try to run against Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox and them boys. So, like, there's that. But also, last time we saw Jalen Hurts and the Eagles go against the Cowboys, they got swept. So... I think the fact that they got more weapons, so Trayvon Trayvon Diggs is gonna have to guard somebody, and I don't think the corners can handle both AJ Brown and Devonta and Devonte Smith, uh, Quez Atkins, and um and and, uh, and uh, Dallas Goddard. That's gonna that's gonna be trouble. So I'm on, uh, like I'm very gonna be paying attention to what Dan Quinn's scheme is defensively on that. The other thing that a lot of people is gonna be talking about is when is Dak getting healthy and is he gonna play this Sunday? Again, I hate the Cowboys with a burning, burning, burning passion. When they yep. when they lose, actually, I'm a, actually I'm gonna come right back to that whole hatred on Cowboys. I'm gonna set something up beautifully on that one. This one's gonna make me very happy. Um, to me, if I was Dallas, I would start Cooper Cup. You ride the hot hand. If you need, if you need Dak to play. Dude will be re- dude will be ready. He'll be right. decent. But right now, Cooper Cup, he's managing the team uh, real good. He's not making mistakes. I'd say keep riding him and see how far he can go. That's all. Now let me get into my personal vendetta. I'm happy to see Cowboy fans excited. I'm happy that they're doing good. It's the regular season. It makes it so much sweeter when they get picked out. No, 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 no. Don't ruin this. I want them to succeed in the regular season. I don't want them to win the division. I still got Eagles, but I want them to make the playoffs. I want them to have success. I want them to be good in the regular season. Get there to the playoffs. Give your fan base uh, enough confidence and enough juice to give them hope. Go ahead and do that. Please do that. Because by the time it hit the playoffs and then they screw up and they in pain, I'm happy for the whole year. Because that pain is going to hurt, yep, bad, and I'm going to enjoy it. Like I'm li- like, if they lose, if they lose in the first round again, because they're going to make the playoffs. If they lose in the first round again, they don't get another playoff win. It don't matter how they lost. If they lose again, I'm going to enjoy it more than I've enjoyed any other cowboy misery and pain that I've ever that I've ever been around for. We might have to get JT on the show for that one. He will not budge. 
<laughs> he Unless you don't not, know, we get a buddy who's a Cowboys fan. And besides, he already said he ain't got his hopes high. So that'll be a way, that'll be a moot point. I hear you. Well, let's keep that. Let, oh, yeah, no, I hear you, man. But let's jump into college football real quick. You, sir, have game day coming. And nope. I think y'all's toughest challenge yet because y'all y'all snuck by a Technically, it's going to be in Knoxville. You still a part of game day. True. So y'all y'all snuck by AM, which I mean mm-hmm. AM always plays y'all tough. I'll touch on that in a minute. We're gonna, yeah. we're keep going. I think Tennessee is gonna be y'all's toughest challenge yet by far. Yep. I mean, that they, offense is gonna be hard to stop. Right now they got the best offense in the SEC. Yeah, that offense can be hard to stop. Yep. I don't uh you know, I, it's it's gonna be tight. I think do you think Bryce Young comes back this week? Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, here's how I look, here's how I'm looking at it. First, let me address it, Texas A&M. Bryce Young, the best, the best quarterback in college football, did not play. We all understand that. So a lot of people that were expecting us to blow out Texas A&M with Jalen Milrow, they were fooling themselves. Milrow, it, Milrow is a raw, talented quarterback. He's going to learn to throw the ball better. He's, his instincts is going to get better. His anticipation is going to get better. His technique is going to get better. He's raw right now. He's basically where Jalen Hurts was at his freshman year. So yeah. I need Bama fans and a lot of those Bama haters, please put the chill on it. Look, Patience. The, fu- the two fumbles and the interception, I wasn't surprised. He's a freshman. Give him time. He, he ain't there yet. No, but he will be. If you not, if he's not able to run the ball when he wants to, He's not like you're not gonna dominate like you did against Arkansas. And people want to go back to Arkansas and like say, like, look what he did against Arkansas. Arkansas wasn't prepared for him. No, they were ready they for didn't Bryce. Know, they didn't know Bryce was gonna get hurt and be out for the game. They wasn't prepared for him. Now you had a team go now. Fast forward to last Saturday night. You had a team that had film on him. So they were gonna scheme they on him. They were ready. They were ready. Jameer Gibbs, he is special. Oh, yeah. Now that dude's a stud. For, 21 carries for over 100, 150, 170 yards. And, and like, the dude is special. Jalen, it start, the game started getting a little bit more simpler for Jalen around the second half. He can't make big-time throws like that. He can make some big-time plays. He can't make the throws yet. He doesn't know how yet. His anticipation ain't where Bryce is at. His, like, instinct ain't where Bryce is at. Here's the difference, and a lot and a lot of people. I had to explain this. The difference between Jalen Milrose's debut game and Mac Jones's debut game as both starters. Mac Jones already had anticipation, awareness, and instincts down pat. The if you take away those two pick sixes against Auburn in that Iron Bowl that year when Tua got hurt and Mac Jones was inserted, Alabama wins. Yep. You take you take away them interceptions, Alabama wins. Now, fast forward to on now going to Jalen Milrow. He already got raw talent. The dude got an arm. He's not accurate. He's not that accurate. He got some accuracy. Not that accurate. He's got to build up confidence. He's a freshman. He's gonna get better. But last night, we saw a raw dude out there. He'll get there. And I was not surprised at why that game was that close. But the defense that we got. One, it's the tops in the country. Two, we have Will Anderson. Nobody else does. Nope. Three, the secondary ain't that bad. 
and four, we got a good set of linebackers. And there were a few of them, and there were a few other linebackers that did not play, including Jalen Moody. The defense held us on. It carried us throughout that game. That last play that set it up on the one uh, on the three yard line. First of all, it was a bogus pass interference call that should have right. been a pick for Jordan Battle. That that really that really ticked me off. But we played good defense. We had our leaders step up. Will Anderson tallied up eight quarterback hurries. Yes, he didn't get. He didn't know he did not get any sacks. But hurries are just enough to be able to throw the quarterback off rhythm and be able to have a whole bunch of incompletions and a whole bunch of third down stops. Still mm-hmm. counting. Dallas Dallas Turner had two sacks in that game. Chris Braswell he had a sack in that game. Our defense is good. Now let's go. Now let's go over with Tennessee. This is the big. This is one of the biggest rivals in the SEC. This is a rivalry that's been dating back for uh, over a quarter century. Tennessee is low down. They dirty, and they some snitches. But they got a top-ranked offense that basically torched LSU up and down the field. Yep. And there was nothing that silly Bill on on not Brian Bill, Kelly on oh, the silly oh, Brian Kelly Brian Bum Kelly good I ain't God, going you're a horrible silly coach. Brian Kelly there was nothing he could do about that. And I looked at Kayshawn Butte for LSU. I looked mm-hmm. at him like. Bruh, you should have left when you had a chance. Yep, and he's thinking the same thing. I would call Brian Kelly a bum. I think he's a horrible coach. But going going along with Tennessee, Tennessee got firepower. They can put up points in a hurry. I'm Mm -hmm. not worried about Tennessee as a team because because when Bryce plays, we're going to be able to throw the ball, and now we can run the ball. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Hurts, Jalen Miro does get some playing time and Bryce not even hurt. Because now we can put we can put in different type of packages where Jalen Milrow is you know, show some versatility and like we got we got some trick plays set up. Offensively, Bryce plays, we win. That's my whole confidence. I'm confident in that because our offense could get nothing going on the passing game. Bryce is going to limit the mistakes. He was already on fire. If he didn't get hurt against Arkansas, I think we put up a thirty ball in the first half, and we was on the verge of that. Nobody is stopping Jameer Gibbs right now. No. Whether it's in the pass game or the run game. Our offensive line has gotten better. Going against Tennessee, Brian, Bryce knows how to handle like hostile environments. We're going to be fine defensively going against that offense. Oh, I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm confident. We're tops in the, in the, we're tops in the SEC in rush defense. We're good. I'm confident going against Tennessee. Bryce Young plays, we win. That's all I okay. care about. We win. Against L- uh, against Tennessee, and we're gonna make it 16 straight times, and we're smoking cigars in Neyland. The thing that I'm concerned about in that game is Neyland Stadium as is Neyland Stadium as a whole. Yeah. Let me go ahead and run you down that timeline. Last year, mustard and ketchup, um, um, mustard and golf balls. The year before, Jalen Waddle got hurt. Knock it on wood. Hope there's no injury. Years before that, and Georgia fans remember this. Michael Bennett, Keith Marshall, torn ACL. Something about kneeling is a death hazard. Oh, for sure. Now let's let's power through a couple things real quick. Uh, we'll touch on my Gators very briefly. Uh, Gators defense is back in full force. We played really, really well against Missouri. Uh, really happy Jaden Hill is back and in full form. It's nice to see him healthy and ready to play again. Uh, offense definitely picked it up in the second half, and it has me cautiously optimistic uh, going forward. 
So we will see. Uh, let's briefly touch on Georgia Southern real quick, too. I will be prepared to eat my words. I said we'd win. We didn't. Um, but what I will not eat my words for is that stadium was empty. And uh, no so one in it. Start, it started to pick up around, like, around mid-game. Um, credit Georgia State. They did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. No, they did what they were I supposed to do. Uh, we did not. We had too many turnovers. By the time we started picking up, it was already too late. Yep. The defense. The de- oh, my God. That defense is bad. We will be here. Back, also, uh, Coach Clay Hilton. Already announced a uh, six-year senior, Todd Bradley Glenn, out of Valdosta, Georgia. He tore his ACL. His, uh, now his college career is done. Damn. He's had several medical red shirts that allowed him to get another year, but he was done. Um, and he was already dealing with a torn ligament in his, in his elbow that um, held him out for like that missed a lot of games. But we already went in that game last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Our best cornerback didn't play. Our We didn't have – um, we didn't have a linebacker play. We uh, and we didn't have one of our top pass rushers play as well. So like we was dealing with that, but that was still no excuse. In life, there are te- in life when you're a fan, when you're a diehard fan of a team, or you grew up with a team, or you were born into a team, there are teams in life you do not lose to. If you're Georgia Southern, it's you them don't state. and it's crap state. Doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter if you got three versus eleven. You do. Not lose to them, and we lost nope. to them. Now we got to deal with it. Now we got to deal with it. Yep. But right yep. now, Georgia Southern got bigger issues offensively. They're not clicking right now, and it's going to be and like they better find a way quick because now you got a top twenty-five team and James Madison coming into Paulson Stadium on Saturday. You yep. got to deal with that. You got to find a way. And again, the defense is bad. This Georgia Southern defense is. Bad. It hurts to say too, but you're right. You can run on them and you can throw on them. This ain't the first time that I've seen a bad Georgia Southern defense. But this right here, right now, and I love some of them dudes, but mm-hmm. it is bad. It has been horrible. If the offense can't score, we're in trouble. And they'll tell you that too, I'm sure. Because they know. And I mean, it's again, it's nothing but love from us to those guys. But I mean, it, it's we don't That's look true. good, man. Now, what I will say though, let, let's pivot into somebody who also looks horrible and is the biggest joke of Major League Baseball right now. Jalen, did you know the Mets uh, have made yep. history? Yep. Did you know uh, that they are now the first 100 win team to fail to reach the division series since the division series was implemented in 1995? There, yep. And there is there is some positive in it. They did win the NL East before the Hall Star break. <laughs> oh, the Mets are terrible. Um, oh. yeah, they lost two out of three games in a wild card against the San Diego Padres. They uh, the Padres lit them up in that sixth inning. Uh, Degrom he he pitched he pitched a, he pitched a beautiful game in game two, yeah. but Scherzer he did not have it game one. And now they're out. They're eliminated. It, they're eliminated. The Mets are done. Uh, in the Beautiful. words of, of uh, SNY's Sal Licata, the, the Mets are over. It's done. It's over. But that ain't also – the Mets ain't the only one that are a big joke. The St. Louis Cardinals, they are a joke. Yeah. 
So they went into game one of the wild card. They were up. They had everything controlled. They allowed, They let the Phillies. They let the Phillies put up six runs in the ninth inning. Basically, blew that in a heartbeat. Mm. And then you fast forward. And then you fast forward to Saturday. They lose to the Phillies again, and we just witnessed the. We just witnessed the end. Uh, the uh, end of Albert Pujols' legendary career, along with Yadier Molina. Yep. So I really want to show my appreciation to the machine, Albert Pujols, for giving us so many great memories, especially in our childhood. So I think that's a seven hundred too, man. Now let's fast forward to current events. Mm-hmm. It's playoff time. It's playoff time in the MLB. Look for a lot of for a lot of people. I know you don't watch baseball. But the best time to actually start getting into baseball is, is playoff now. time because the energy is hype. Everything matters. Everything is important because when I tell when I tell you when I tell you about playoff atmosphere, my favorite ones. Of course, I'm a Braves fan, so the Braves always going to go first. But a playoff atmosphere in Houston, playoff atmosphere in the Yankee Stadium, playoff atmosphere in Cleveland, the atmosphere uh, uh, for the Do- well, the Dodgers are high. But the atmosphere and the intensity of the playoffs in Major League Baseball is top notch. It ain't yep. better now. Nah, it's not better. It's not better than soccer. It's not better than soccer. It's not better than basketball. Not better than but in football. No, sir. But it's up there. It's everything, fun, man. Everything matters. It is fun. It's intensity. Crowd gets into it. Now, my Braves. We got the Phillies. Since the mm-hmm. Phillies beat the Cardinals, we got to play them. It's a division. It's a division rival matchup. Bryce Young. Uh, not Bryce Young. Uh, Bryce Harper, he's coming in hot along with Kyle, Kyle Schwarber. They got some bangers, but the Braves are wet, uh, are well rested. We're running high. We got our core unit. I got us winning. I got us winning the series. Uh, I got us winning. I got, let's see, it's the best of five. We're not gonna sweep them. Phillies are gonna get one, but I think I, I go, I yeah, think I go three and one. We're going to hold home field. It's gonna be tough because again, there's a lot of things in baseball you can't cannot predict. Predict, but I think we win this game in four games. I'll be I at that game we Wednesday. I'll tell you how it is in four games. Lucky, lucky you. <laughs> so there's that. But look, Brace Country, we show up, we show out, we get loud, and we and, and we like, bro, we we put some fear in some pictures. Yes, sir. We make them wish not to be out there, especially got, the ones that are coming out of the bullpit and the ones that are coming out the game. But we got some hitters. And we Max got some Free to start. Max Free to start game one. He's our mm-hmm. ace. He's our guy. Um, do not give the Phillies confidence in this series. We no. understand that we're the better team. We got our weapons. Ronald is starting to get his rhythm. We handle business with the bats, and our and our bullpen does what it does. And, Ke- and like and Kenley Jensen handle his business and close the things out. And don't like and don't get bright and um, Bryce Harper any type of confidence along with Kyle Schwarber. We got this series. It's gonna, gonna be, be tough because it's division. Braves are gonna be fine. Here's what I will say too. Speaking of Braves pitchers, shout out to Spencer Strider, man, for signing that uh that uh, extension contract, man. I'm glad you mentioned that because you look at like just the future of the Braves organization, man. Looking you got good. you got Austin Riley. He signed up, he signed a 10-year contract. Uh that's lasting all the way down to 2020, uh 2033. You got Matt Olson for eight years with uh, going down to 2030. You got hopefully we don't have another pandemic, God forbid. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we'd be alive around that time, God. Unlike you know, God forbid anything happen. You got Ronald, you got Ronald Cunha for eight years. You got the young, stu- you got the young stud Michael Harris 
for eight years. You got Ozzy Albee on a contract for seven years. And now you add Spencer Strider, who's been one of the top pitchers, not only not only as a rookie, but in all of baseball. What was he 11 and 5 this year? Most likely, yeah. And then you still got Kyle Wright. So, like, you're pretty much good for the future. The only people that, like, the only person that you haven't gotten down was Dansby Swanson. So a lot of fans, uh, baseball fans, including myself, we want to bring him back. But right now, Alex Anthopoulos do got a plan. He's the best GM in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's that. But like, uh, like you take all that to and you take all that to an account. So Brazen Phillies they play tomorrow at one at one o seven p.m. on Fox. Game two will be at five fifty at four fifty five. Uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday also on Fox. So basically, how it's gonna work this year? All NLD, all NL playoff series will be on Fox this year, while all AL will be on TBS. So that's how it's gonna work this year. So the other matchups in uh, other matchups in the NL uh, DS will be the Dodgers and the Padres. Um, I don't know exactly who's starting Game One for that series matchup. For both for both squads, I just know the Dodgers are loaded every which way, including a former Braves, Freddie Freeman, who's had a good year as well. The Padres are going to come in hot and confident, even though they're not going to have Fernando Tatis. But Juan Soto is still Juan Soto. They still got a, they still got two they still got a two headed monster at the bullpen with uh with Snail with uh, with Snail and uh Hugh Darvish and Snail has had a lot of experience dealing with the Dodgers in the playoffs going back to 2020. Yep. So I think it's going to be a good series. I think that series can that series can go five games. Can remind you, it's L.A. and it's San Diego. It's the Padres yep. and the Dodgers. I think they're the and their division rivals as well. So this should be a really good fun and this should be a really fun series. It's going to be a uh, great postseason. I'm going to go man. to Dodgers in five games, but I would not be surprised if, if the Padres find a way to make another run uh, to make a run like the Braves did back last year and be and come out of nowhere and defeat them. Now let's go over to now. Now let's go over to the AL on um, the AL AL side. Low key, you want to know who my 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 uh, the team I'm gonna be cheering for besides the Braves all Shoot. uh all postseason. Dude, Seattle, man, I think it'd be fun. Yeah, it goes into it. They um, they're going against the number one overall seed, uh, it, the Houston Astros. It'd be fun to see the Mariners beat Houston. It, it, That's it, what it, make it, me it would be. It would. It would be very much be interesting. Game one of that series is gonna be at three thirty seven tomorrow on, on tomorrow on TBS once again. And then it'll be on the same time on Thursday uh, for game two, same time and on, on same, yeah, same time and same network. So that's going to be that. Both matchups will be in at, like will be in Houston because they are the number one overall seed. Yep. So there is that. The other matchup, in, um, the other matchup in the A in the ALDS is the Yankees hosting the Cleveland Guardians. That matchup will be tomorrow on TBS uh, at seven at seven thirty seven p.m. Uh, that matchup is going to be interesting. The Guardians are coming in; they're coming in confident, having like going fifteen innings against the Temp, uh, not the Tampa Bay. Uh, what the Tampa Bay Rays? Yeah, the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Guardians beat the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, no, no, no. Scratch that. Yeah, Tampa. Yeah. Guardians beat Tampa Bay Rays, went 15 innings off of a walk off a walk-off in game two to go ahead and win that series. The Seattle Mariners, they shocked the Toronto Blue Jays and won both games against them, setting up the date with Houston Astros. So this should be a really we could get we could really get some really good baseball on um, out of these out of these NLDSs. So it's it, it should be really fun. 
Uh, yeah, and I'm man, excited. I'm, this is going to be fun off season. I, I really think this is going to be one of the better off seasons of baseball we've seen in a little while. Now, uh, postseason. Postseason. My bad. Again, it is almost 1 a.m. over recording this. So I apologize for any slip ups I've had. Um, so, anything else you want to get into, man? Basketball's, um, basketball's almost here. Yeah, basketball's almost here. We finally get to watch the Timberwolves implode with the, the cat go bear combo. Uh, Oladipo got his ankles absolutely demolished. I didn't, wa- I didn't actually watch the game. I just watched a little bit of highlights with the, with the clip. Yeah, uh, the, oh, John, yeah, no, I just, John, I John Wall looked good. Paul George looked good. Kawhi looked like he's getting his way, his way back into yep. it. So, um, and they're gonna they're gonna compete very hard in the Western Conference, especially competing against Golden State. And Golden State's dealing with their own issues right now with the TMZ video that came out with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green going at it. And now, like, ah! and now the future of Draymond Green might be in jeopardy after this offseason. So it should be interesting. Oh, we gotta um, touch on that briefly because I think I found what was allegedly said. So hopefully next week we'll talk more about. Maybe we'll give our annual. Um, our like ask more like our inaugural NBA pre, um, preview on the next episode of Two Dudes with Sports News. Definitely. So no. we'll do so we'll do that later on. Um, I'm excited about my Atlanta Hawks. I'm Hawks really excited good, about man. my Hawks. Uh, Dejounte Murray looked good. Not to mention it pays to have like play with like play with each other. Trey Young, Dejounte, and mm-hmm. uh, John Collins. It pays to play with each other during the off season. I am like they did. Now I do hate for Chet Holgram, the the seven the seven one seven two guy out of Gonzaga. He mm-hmm. has a like a season ending injury coming Lynch from Lynch Frank, I think. Yep, coming from uh, like coming from the off season. So you know, put like OKC at a like a very difficult spot. But I don't think oh like I'm gonna say this right now. Well, with Chet Holmgren not playing, I don't think OKC minds like getting another top three pick, uh, top three pick potential number one pick going in next year, because there's a guy that has the whole NBA community and world talking. Victor Wimbanyama. Yep. Who people are saying is going to be better than LeBron? He no, no, no. They're saying he's a better prospect to what LeBron was when he was at St. Vincent. I will see. I don't want to get. Yeah, we'll see. We're talking prospect. We're talking about like where they were at during that time before they got into the league. That's what a prospect means, as far as that. Not talking about a better player. LeBron's LeBron. Victor Wambanyama might be like might be the greatest prospect we've ever seen. We're talking seven four dog. I saw a picture of him standing next to Rudy Gobert. You was talking about Rudy Gobert, dog. Like he was standing next to him. He was two inches taller. Yeah, no, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. We're talking a, seven four with guard light skills. We thought Kevin Durant was the only only being like that. Only only tarantula playing basketball. We thought he was the only one like that. One Banyama is that, but bigger, and his defensive instincts is better at a young age. It's gonna be fun to watch him play. Now, do we want to get into what Draymond Green and Jordan Poole allegedly said? Or we want to we want to move on. We we got about two three minutes. Nah, let's save let's save it for the NBA preview um preview for next um for next episode. All right. Well, on that just, note, just to, just to save the teaser, we'll give you a teaser. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about what Draymond allegedly said to Jordan Poole. Uh, if you sorry, don't already what, what Poole allegedly said to Draymond Green, and yeah. why I think Poole is a phenomenal trash talker. If this is correct. So on that note, thank you guys for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. 
Um, thank you for giving us a five-star reviews. Like we said at the top of the show, any five-star reviews and we have proof of it, we'll shout you out next episode. So we really do appreciate that. Uh, shout out to all the support you guys have been giving us, uh, especially on Good Pods. Uh, we Again, thank you. It really does mean the world to us. If you like the show and you want to tell us about it, you know what you can do and you want your shout out. Rate us five stars on any program that you listen to podcast on. Follow us uh, on social media. Yes, sir. We are on Facebook at uh, Two Dudes of Sports News. And then on Twitter, we are TDSN Pod. Give us a follow. You know exactly when we post. Uh, and we can interact with you guys on there. Also, so again, also, hopefully sometime in the next coming months, uh, once money gets right, and we pray money gets right, because I know like, all of us are all of us are you know going through it, inflation. Um, hopefully, hopefully at some point we'll get to the point where we start doing more visualization. We actually can start doing yeah. videos. We can get more sound. We get more sound quality and stuff, and be able to use a lot of like sound bites that we'll find. So hopefully we'll, we'll like we'll take it to another level in that point. But in the meantime. Where uh, we do appreciate the support, love of support, given the circumstances, and we be, uh, we're even happier that we've been able to like entertain y'all this much to be able to gain as much listeners as we have thus far. Exactly, it, it's night. It, we really do appreciate it. You guys have definitely helped us take this passion project, and we're slowly starting to turn into something else. I mean, it's it's fantastic. So we couldn't do this without you guys. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Continue sure. to feed those algorithm gods. If you like this show, tell everybody you know. Uh, let them know that, you know, for about an hour, we give uh, some fantastic takes on sports. And if you didn't like it, we really do appreciate your time. But unfortunately, some, we'll get some horrible back. takes on sports. Oh, yeah. No, we've been wrong before. And we're going to be wrong again. But that's the best part about this. So, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all the reviews. Feed those algorithm gods. Keep this thing rolling. And as always, we'll see you next time. Peace.